Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? Y'all know what time it is. The fucking Illogic crew. Get on our tip. And here we go. Welcome to episode 23 of the Illogic podcast. It's me, Styles, uh, with all the guys as usual. Got Puerto Rico. What's going on? Uh, we got the Star Boy. Hey, how many pregnancy scares have y'all had in y'all life? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get through introductions first. That's, that's how you want to pop off? <laughs> oh, on the intro? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we have also, we have the uh, Chi-Town Knight. Uh, what's happening? Uh, and the man, uh, the myth, the legend, Esquire. Esquire's in the building. Let's get it cracking this morning. And um, yeah, what y'all what y'all drinking on this morning? This Sunday morning. I'm drinking some uh, Uncle Nearest. It's a black-owned uh, bourbon company. Okay. Spread love to my black people out there. In Puerto Rico, what you drinking on your first day home? Uh, <laughs> just coffee, man. <laughs> just coffee, man. It ain't the same. It ain't the same like the the grilled cheeses I made with the the iron and shit. <laughs> You didn't brew that coffee like in the toilet? Nah, man. It don't have that toilet <laughs> taste to it, man. But it feels good to be back with the family out of jail. It feels good. And uh, I, I see Shytown Knight. He's in a uh, abandoned home tonight, today. Uh, what, what you <laughs> drinking on? Up the... <laughs> I got the uh, Big Shoulders coffee with some Hennessy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm shocked there wasn't no vodka today. So you went, no, with, not today, you went with the hen dog. You on a, I'm, not a you big, on, I'm not a big vodka drinker. You on a uh you are you on an edible? From last night. <laughs> <laughs> and man, this dude got an old school thermos too, man. <laughs> yeah. Old school. This is this will be warm like 20, 30 hours after the show is over. <laughs> All right. So I guess we get we can uh jump jump right into it. Uh, I know that uh you're not gonna answer my question. Uh yeah, my bad. Let's yeah. What's your what repeat your question? How many pregnancy scares have y'all had in your lifetime? <laughs> you talking about not you talking about not with our wives, right? Uh I guess. I mean, I married couples don't always want their kids. So I, I guess that counts. Well, not none for me. Really? Nope. You never got that late text that I think I'm late oh, text? Oh, no. Oh, no. But that's because I wear late text. <laughs> you, don't have to have, you don't have to worry about those things. Oh, look at the wordsmith there. You saw that? Everyone catch that? Ooh, he's so proud of himself. He can write like that, that down. Y'all like that. Write that one down. Yep. I, I, I guarantee that's going to be in somebody rap uh, in about two or three months. Oh, there he is. Not you going to try to fit it into next. one of your Ronald Reagan um, uh, skits. Hey, 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 next week, y'all, we're going to write out the Ronald Reagan skit, man. Hey, hey, the world been asking for that, man. By the way. My brother brother came over yesterday, and I asked him to listen to the last episode. He was like, what the fuck was Esquire on? Like, I didn't understand a word of what he was talking about. This shit wasn't funny. He's cracking himself up. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to work it out next week, y'all. We'll write it all out for you guys. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, the pro- hey, the problem is you guys don't know how to improv, man. That's really the problem. It's really y'all's fault. Problem is you were on some fucking crumpies or some shit, man. That's the problem. You were you were definitely on edibles last show. It was on something. What what about you, Styles? How many pregnancy scares you had? None. Damn, he he lost count. Nah, you shake you you rubbing your head yeah. and shit. <laughs> you all nervous and shit. I have none. He <laughs> moving back and forth like Ray Charles and shit. Oh, I was shit. looking at something, nah, but none, none for me. Oh, me. this nigga lying. You know me. Hey, hey, Styles, so he the type of brother, man, that's, you know, a little bit Drake in him, hiding two or three kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are they white? Are they white kids? Is that why you hiding them? <laughs> no, he, he hiding them because they, they all came out tall, so he got a little bit <laughs> That's how it's going to go, too. They will. They will. But no, nah, not, not for me. Shout oh. I actually Were you married? I had, I, no, none when I was married. I thought I had a daughter uh, like up to five or six years ago. Huh? Looking at the, no, no, no. Like I didn't, like I was like, I didn't know I had a daughter. It was just like the girl, the woman I was with who I got married got pregnant and told me that she got an abortion. But then she had a kid like not too long after the so-called abortion. And for a while, the kid looked like me. So he was like looking at Facebook, like looking at the kid, like, yeah, that could be my daughter. And then we finally talked to her and found out it wasn't my daughter. And so. Who's we sure? You and your wife? My wife actually knew her. Like we all worked at the same location together. Mm. But are you like sure? Like you got a DNA test? Mm, no, I ain't got no DNA test. I'm just oh, so that's your daughter. What she told me. But did she get? A, did she get a DNA test? I, I don't know. Eight. So how Looks do you know it's not your daughter? <laughs> you said it ain't mine. You get that? I said it was my daughter. So it's not my daughter. <laughs> he took their word, man. Their word. <laughs> she said, "I can leave. I can leave." I'm all looking at you. See you when I see you. <laughs> say what I said, all right? I ain't got no door. <laughs> Stop. She don't look that much like me anymore. She looks oh, more God. like the dude, dad, the, the daddy. She like the real daddy. You put the brown paper bag up to her face. <laughs> yeah. She's not wide enough. <laughs> her hair should be more curly. I, 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 <laughs> she ain't got freckles. <laughs> Look at the ears. Look at the ears. Like, I, guess my, yeah. I guess my hey. question is, why did you dismiss it so quick just because she said it? If you thought that wasn't, this wasn't like that's a, a responsibility. Shit. <laughs> it wasn't a quick. It wasn't a quick dismissal. I told you this has been going on for like years. Like I thought this was my daughter, like probably seven or eight years ago. And I asked her, and she said no. Then my wife, her and my wife are friendly. So my wife asked her, she said no. So like every once in a while, I shoot a text like, hey, uh, how's how's your daughter doing? But she got like four other kids too. So I don't ask her about them, I just ask her about the daughter. Like, how's she doing? How my daughter doing? You know, it, ain't, it ain't mine. So, I mean, what I'm supposed to do at this point? All right, let me ask hey, you tell me, do, he's do, do the, me for like 20 years. So he records those texts. So he has them all saved in case he ever has to go to court. He's like, no, right here she said it wasn't mine. I have proof. 
let me ask you another. How is the relationship with you and the the uh, the mother? Yeah, relationship. It's just like every once in a while I see her post something on Facebook and be like, "Hey, what's happening?" Like she don't hate you or nothing. No, she did. She did like when we broke up, but like over the course, I mean, time heals kind of like everything. Unless I was just like a complete uh, asshole and I was only half an asshole. How old so, is the kid? Now she, I think she's like 25, 25, 26. This is a sticky situation. <laughs> not really. We got we got to get more in on this. <laughs> not really. Hey, uh, you think we can uh, bring her on the show? <laughs> 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 Matter of fact, we have a surprise visitor, Shaitan Knight. <laughs> Can you uh, uh, sure. actually? That would be less. That would be less worse than one of my other pregnancy scares. That would freak me to freak out. If you popped her on, I would. What's the other one? What's the other? Hey, one? what's the other one? <laughs> you got two more to go. You got two more to go. <laughs> so the girl I was with in high school, like my last two years of high school. We kicked it, like went to prom. We was talking about getting married. I gave her like a promise ring. Like we was close. Like we was, they almost, almost married. She went away to college in Iowa and like told around. me she was pregnant. Like on a trip when she came back, we hooked up, went back to college, said she was pregnant. And my, one of my friends from college was with her and told me she was pregnant, told, told me it was mine. So she's asking me for money to get an abortion, all this stuff. She comes back to the crib. Long story short, I found out she wasn't never pregnant. She told me she was pregnant. I was freaking out. Like, we was both in college. I was like, I'm going to have to drop out of college. I'm going to have to get a job. I'm going to raise a kid. So she crazy. So when she came on, I would freak out because she's always been crazy. She just reached out to me recently for the first time in, like, maybe 10 years to, like, backpack. give me condolences on my father passing away. Like, that was, like, the first time I talked to me. Yeah, they back pay nothing. That was, that was, like, almost 30 years ago. And you sent her, uh, us, her Facebook page? Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Number three was just some random chick, and she told me she was pregnant, and then she wasn't really pregnant. We just it started off as like a hookup, like a one night type of deal, and then we ended up talking to each other. You just out here sewing your loins. Well, well, I'm, I'm learning like something. Thirty years ago. I'm learning. I'm learning something, man. You light skinned dudes. Do not Ooh. like wearing condoms. Yeah. You you and Jules. I never <laughs> wore a condom in my life. Yeah, you guys don't like wearing condoms. Honestly, I've worn a condom probably like five times in my life. Yeah, I never wore a condom in my life. But I don't fuck around, so. Wait, wait, wait. You never had sex before? I have, but I just don't. Well, what are you talking I don't, about? <laughs> meaning, meaning, like, I don't, I don't sleep around. Like, I'm just not out here. You don't have fucking. to sleep around. I mean, you've had more than one uh, woman. Three. Yeah, they but have here, to sleep here. around. That's all it takes. Not if, if that's the case, then, like, if I get the worst thing that can happen in that situation is if she burn me, then I will never forgive her over that. Or AIDS? Yeah, that's part of being burned. Okay. But but you forgive her for having a baby, right? She got pregnant. It wouldn't be no big deal. A baby, I, a, a baby I can deal with eventually. Man, you are evolving. You was talking about you would kick them in the stomach and all that crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are evolving. Good for you, man. Good yeah, for you. Then forgive her, then they'll build, they'll build a whole family. That's nah. crazy. I, I can't. Good, I can't. I can't forgive an STD. Yeah, I, I've only had 
there's been scares, but it wasn't nothing like crazy. It was one of them. Oh, I think I'm late. We we were having awkward conversations about keep it, and 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 I can only say so much because I'm not a woman. So let me let me ask you this: Any of the ones that were late, did you say, "Hey, you know what? I really want to have a baby with her. I wouldn't mind having a baby with her." Or is there any of them say, "Man, I hope she's not pregnant." I would have had a kid with all the women I've ever slept with. Because they all make more money than you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have had This nigga reverse gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, guess, I guess, I guess we can, on that note, I guess we can start the show. <laughs> I guess we can start the show. We, <laughs> We just uh, went through a whole tour of uh, Chi Town Nights, uh, uh, kid, just like the kid from uh, Martin. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! We didn't ask Puerto Rico. How about you? No, uh, no, I haven't. I really, uh, I, I'm a big, uh, I'm big into wearing a condom, and I was. Uh, I wore a condom until I didn't have sex unprotected until I first got married. So I, uh, I had, uh, in my family, I had a lot of cousins and stuff that had kids early on. And, uh, since I was a, a, a kid, I remember my mom always giving me condoms and playing it safe. And then I also had a family member early on in the late eighties, early nineties that actually died of AIDS. So that was like a real big scare within the family and AIDS was something, you know, you know, since it was so close that it happened, um, you know, we had a lot of, of those health talks in the in the family. So, yeah, I was really into just if I didn't have a condom, I wouldn't have sex. Do uh, people like still man. do that? Like what? carry condoms around? Oh, I don't know. I've been married for a long You're time. You're asking the wrong people. Uh, yeah, stop. <laughs> you, stop. Tell you still me. carry condoms around? And they, and they I don't go around and just want to have sex with everybody though. I, I, I know that used to be a condom. thing. I think it's probably the thing for young people probably still, like, yeah. who just can't always get condoms. Yeah. yeah. Like, like real young. Right, right. You ain't got your own crib or nothing like that. At your own crib, you probably just come to the crib and use your condoms. Yeah. What kind of condoms y'all use? I haven't used a condom in a long time. Magnums. Oh, it's Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. You know it's supposed to you know, you know what it is. <laughs> you know it's supposed to go. You know it's supposed to go on your dick and not your arm, right? <laughs> same thing. Same thing. <laughs> no difference. Nigga, arms get cold during sex, so you buy neighbors. But uh, yeah, we could we could jump into it. I, I know Esquire. Uh, Esquire wanted to touch on the subject um, about uh, it's been a lot of uh, black men versus white I mean not white but black women um, issues going on and I know Jules sent the clip uh, what's, what's the, what was the TV show with all the women cast Jules Fox uh, Soul Fox Soul, yeah, Fox Fox Soul. Soul. Uh, it was Lisa, Lisa Ray and a couple other women I don't know uh, Ice Cube was on there talking about uh, Vivica A. Fox on there too. Vivica A. Fox as well. Ice Cube was on there talking about the contract with Black America, and uh, one of the the uh, the hosts on the show 
uh, was really upset that Ice Cube didn't include black women on the contract with America. That was Claudia Jordan. She's like a reality TV person too. The, I think she might even been a model, but uh, yeah. She used to be was, on the Price is Right. Yeah, she's the Price is Right model. Right. Yeah, so she called herself upset um, and she was talking over Ice Cube, uh, wouldn't let Ice Cube get a chance to speak um, as far as why he didn't you know, include uh, black women on this contract, uh, which caused Esquire to want to discuss the, t the tension going on uh, with that. And I know Jules wanted to, uh, you know, start with this subject. So Jules? That's a lie, but... <laughs> uh, uh, I don't, I, it, it's just an ongoing thing. It, it's, I feel like black <clears throat> black men and women we like playing this game of who suffers more with each other and we get in the ball and we guard each other versus realizing we all on the same team like we all in the same suffer boat like <laughs> no one's act, everybody's suffering is not mutually exclusive to the other gender like we all niggas at the end of the day and I don't think that's rarely translated. It's always this competition. And all the old rules are somewhat changing. You got niggas now, they don't want to pay for dates. Women talking about they don't want to make niggas plates. Like it, it's just a lot of just, everybody's introducing these new rules of, of what how how men and women are supposed to conduct with with one another is this uh who who do you think are making these rules this is just like like an internet thing or who's making these rules i honestly don't know because i i thought it was an internet thing until i i, I meet these kind of women in real life and it's like oh like it, it's the biggest turnoff to me when when i when i when i talk to a woman and she sounds like my timeline like you're using all these buzzwords, all the slang on Twitter and all these think pieces. Like I listen to you talk, it's, it sounds like I'm reading my Twitter timeline. When the last time you had that conversation with a woman and it sounded like that? Like two months ago. And, and what was her buzzwords that she used two months ago? Uh, it was just a lot of, uh, I, it, I I can't recall, but it was just I just felt like I was listening to Twitter audio, like I, like it, she was like Twitter radio. <laughs> you feel like this, the things that she was saying were she had valid points, or you think it was just she was repeating crap that other people? I think it was previously. just regurgitated. It was just regurgitated. She was just because it, it it goes viral, people take that as facts, or they think it's true. So some so, of those things that you're that you're referring to, do you believe that any of those things are actually true, and that women have a valid point in what they're saying? Like, like, like the thing about men paying for dates. Do you think that should be done or not done or what? Here's my here I, here's my stance on that. If any woman going to a date thinking that a man is paying, then you bugging and 
if any man allows that woman to pay, you bug her. Like, it, it's just the intention. Like, she shouldn't leave the house with, well, if you ask without her any... Even still. Because I know women, they, if you, I know, I've been in those occasions, you go on a date, you ask her for her, you ask her out, so she is expecting you to pay for her. Even, like, if, if, if that's the case, uh, uh, in certain situations, how women present, and if men is expecting sex, then it's a problem. Like, oh, since I, since I, it, since I pay for this, and then it, 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 that there shouldn't be any type of expectancy whatsoever in that. That's my point. I think both of y'all, especially on the first date, should wear track shoes and both of y'all run out that bitch. Nobody pays. <laughs> <laughs> That's real love right there. That's how you know it's going to last or not. If That's a body clay shit. Hey, she get caught. She ain't for you. That's it. Especially if she get caught and trick off and tell where you live. <laughs> right. I know she, ain't hey, she ain't the one. Right. Now, uh, listen, I, I can tell you uh, a lot of times, I don't know if these people are married or not, but, uh, and I'm not always, you know, around a lot of black women and men, but when I am, uh, I'm telling you, one thing I see is that, man, there's no, it's not a lot of communication. It's a lot of it's a lot of what we've seen on that ice cube thing where the ladies getting upset and ice cubes start to get upset. At that point, there's no communication. There's always a lot of yelling. Like you go out to places, it seems to be a lot of yelling between men and women, and that's like crazy to me. And what's funny to me is you're the motherfucker talking about there's no communication. You're not communicating, motherfucker. <laughs> you have the worst communication out of anyone I know. Man, I don't communicate with, uh, with you niggas. <laughs> me, my wife communicates well. I just don't communicate with you niggas. No, I've seen you communicate with your wife. <laughs> don't try to pull that shit off. Drink that's your drink. He, drink your Gamiris. Yeah. And sometimes, and sometimes, uh, nonverbal communication is the best communication. Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas always got to prove a point and yell back, like whatever. Every, everything shouldn't upset you. Like, like that's what it breaks down. Everything drives each other crazy. Like, hey, you know what? They ain't got no words for it. Whatever. Everything shouldn't matter. But for yeah, us, I think that's what the, I think that's what the big, the bigger problem is as black people. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of things that we have the right to be angry about, but we don't know how to express those things. And that's where it comes out is you just start yelling because we're an emotional type of people just in general. So when that happens in this emotional situation, that's how we communicate. Like our parents don't really teach us how to communicate like that. We grew up in probably in houses where people was yelling back and forth. Or we saw that, you know, as we were growing up with other relationships. So how do we know how to have a calm, meaningful communication with somebody. That's, yeah, because I don't necessarily, I wasn't taught how to treat a woman. I've just been winging it this whole time. Like, I didn't, I didn't grow up looking at my pops treat my mom and think that was the example. He was a piece of shit to her. So I didn't, I wasn't raised, I didn't, I didn't go into the dating world knowing what what and what not to do exactly 
but even I'm saying like even to go as far as like just communication in general, like I, I, I know I'm, I'm saying I'm agreeing with that that plays a part in it. Right. No, I'm saying I'm taking it to another thing like at work, like even when we're at work and we're dealing with white people, white people communicate a lot different than black people do. And sometimes you got to kind of suppress your emotions in order to be able to communicate because white people don't like confrontation. And if you say certain things, they think it's like a like it's, you're confronting them and then it's like a huge deal. So I'm saying like the way we communicate is just different. And because it's different, people sometimes look at it as like a negative when it's not even a negative all the time. But sometimes, oh, like, you know, like, more like you were saying, like, it's, niggas is just yelling at each other. But sometimes, well, dealing with white people might be a whole different way of communicating. Because white people communicate in code with other white people. And sometimes you just got to, especially at work, you got to stop that bullshit. Like, stop it. And, and they definitely would try that. I heard a white, a white guy, and I was his supervisor, trying to talk to the white manager and basically trying to call me a lazy nigga. Like, hold on, let's time out. Let's stop this. I'm going to explain something to you right now. I never let a white boy. I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to tell y'all, both of y'all to y'all face. I never let a white boy outwork me. My father rolled over in his grave. You know what the white man just told me? Where are we going with this? You know where I'm going, Cracker. You know where I'm going. <laughs> you better stop it. Both of y'all better stop it. Because that's, that's how they communicate. It's always slick. Let me go to the manager. Let me go to the boss. The, the black guy shouldn't be telling me nothing. Hey, I'm not going to be clear when I communicate. Hey, Puerto Rico, you, and one thing I do know how to communicate, stop that bullshit. <laughs> huh? well, hey, 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 uh, I know Shakespeare like when you said it, but one thing people appreciate, blood in their mouth. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> When the white people at your, I'm telling you at your job, you ain't got to yell at them. You ain't got to yell at them. I, I pull a white manager to the side before and tell him to his face, you won't talk to me like that. I see how you talk do to me. Do y'all code switch at work? Huh? Do y'all code switch at work? Of course. <laughs> do, we, do we do what? I stopped, I stopped doing it like a few years ago. Code switch. Like put on a certain voice. For white people, no, to make, I, I, make you sound make you sound a certain type of way. I, I learned intelligence. I, I learned this a long time ago. Uh, I was on the fence about this in my job. Um, like, should I do that? Should I do that more? But one thing I understand came to my own realization is that's not what got me where I'm at right now. I don't want to do it like you do it. I don't want to be you. There's nothing about a white man I want to be. I don't want to walk around my ass tight. I don't want to kiss ass. I might eat a pussy. I might eat some pussy, but I don't kiss ass. I don't want to do it. You're not going to get both of those from me. You want hard work or you want ass kissing? I work hard, and I'm not oh, working hard necessarily for the company. I, I can't do both though. That's just not. I've done. I've done it to get my foot in doors in certain doors, but after I was in the doors, I stopped. I, I think. I think a lot of people. A lot of black people, you got to be who you are. We all not the same. And, and and not to say I stopped and I was just, what up, my nigga? Like, I'm not, it's, it's not, I'm still professional, but the whole changing of my height, hi, how, how's it going? Like, no, that's, that's not how I talk. But hold on, that's not necessarily code switching, though, is it? That's just, that you changing your voice. Code, is to me, switching. code switching is you change how you talk to people. Not necessarily yes. like the tone in which you talk to people. That's part of it, though. 
There's something else I learned though. Like, all black people are not the same. So if you're if you're just a friendly black guy, be the friendly black guy, and that's fine. That's how you can. I'm talk a to friendly. Black. It's just not. Well, I mean, some people are just more friendly than other. More, some people are more open than other people, and that's who you are. Be that person. I just know me. I'm, that's not who I am. So I don't want to fake it. Like at some point, you can only fake it for so long. So this is who I am. Either love me or leave me alone, and I'm fine. Shot on night look like the black guy with the gum. With the gum? What's that yeah. gum? I don't even know what yeah, that means. That, that, gives, that gives everybody gum in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're my favorite Negro. This is not me. You're my gum Negro. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for the gum, Jerry. <laughs> I give myself a shout out. I love your Negro ass. <laughs> I ain't never code switch to change like the tone in my voice. I will switch up how I talk to people though, so that they feel, I guess, comfortable. What's the difference? Because like once you get to a certain, I guess, to a certain level in whatever organization you're in, you talking to people that are like the CEO of the company or the VP of the company. And I'm definitely not talking to the VP of the company or my CEO the same way I'm talking to one of my technicians like i'll watch the words that i'm saying i'm like plot like how i'm supposed to talk at this point and the things i need to bring up and the things i don't need to bring up stuff like that and to me i don't think i don't feel like that's like quote unquote code switching but it, i mean to a lot of people that is but sometimes in the world of work when you're doing a job like that and you're talking to those types of people that's what you got to do in order to get the job done so first of all is code switching a negative thing uh, to me, it's kind of it's viewed a, as negative. Yeah, it's a, it has a negative I'm, connotation to it. Oh, but I'm saying, I'm asking you guys: Do you view it as something negative? I, I look at it as who you are. Like, I genuinely got to know the people. Some people are just friendly with people, so you just can't say they're code switching. That's just who they are. And some people are not. So, like, I got to view you as who you are. I view that's, it as a I, negative thing when I do it, or when I did it. Why? Because that's not me. I don't talk that way. I don't. I don't present myself that way on a on a regular basis. I I, 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 I will say this, like, and I didn't think about it until after it happened, because it, it was more kind of like Chi-Town, like sometimes all emotional stuff. Like earlier this year, a white guy at my job, and I would say we probably on an equal level if he's not even underneath me. He was, I thought he did something that I thought was racist. He came down on some people that's underneath him, some in my office. He's not in my office. So in the meeting with the regional manager, he called and kind of was saying, you know, he did something that I thought wasn't right. And I kind of snapped on him in front of the regional manager. And I know that's always going to be held as a negative with me inside the company. But at the same time, I do know I was right because at some point, you got to let white people know because you think who you think you are, you still can bleed. <laughs> as simple as that. And sometimes you got to let them know because you, I, one thing I refuse, especially as long as I've been working at my job, I'm not scared. I don't want to be fired. Don't get me wrong. I'm not scared to be fired. And the one thing I won't let happen is a white person ever get one off on me. That's, that's something I would never. Never let it happen. I think I worked way too hard for that. So when white people kind of try to come off and think they're special, I have no problem putting a cracker in this place. 
at my job at least. So we kind of, so I think it was my fault. I kind of shifted it to the work environment. I think the original topic was like for women. So since we're talking about work, do you ever feel like that you've spoken to a woman at the job differently than you've spoken to a man? And if you did, then why? Any woman? Any, well, I mean, like I know, like in your situation, there's a person that's above you that's a, that's a woman in one of those positions. Have you ever spoken to her as a woman differently because she was a woman? I, I never have. Now, I have spoken to a woman who, who also, um, that's related to my regional manager. I have jumped out on her before too, but same way I've jumped out on the white boy. You're not going to treat people that's working underneath me like they're nothing. Like, like as a, as a supervisor, but about to say a book, but as a supervisor, my job is to protect my team. So for somebody else to come, that's uh, not even, you know, they're supervised to talk to them like that. I'm not having it. So I have spoke to somebody at, you know, her that way, but the same way I spoke to the guy. Like, don't come in here with that. You're not going to do that to us. You're not, because. So no different. You just talk to her just like she was a dude. Just like she a dude. Because most people in my job are, that's underneath me are minorities. So my first, my antenna always up for that. Like, hey, you wouldn't do this to somebody else. You know, the salesman from another office wouldn't come to our office and put his business card to see we're doing our job. Who does that? Punk, I would make you believe you ever do that again. And another white guy that was in that meeting laughed at me because I told him, we don't do that in the shot. You don't ever come down here and do that. He's like, hey, that's how y'all do it in the shot, huh? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we don't do that. Don't come down here being disrespectful to the minorities. We don't need you, Columbus. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Now, I do know at my job, uh, 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 somebody has talked to the, my boss, the regional manager, and called her, honey. <laughs> <laughs> called her honey, and she went off. She called me up. He disrespected me. He called me honey. I'm just like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I think he called her honey and sweetie, and then told her that she's not doing his job. She works in the office. So don't tell me nothing. That, that's really misogynist. And uh, yes, I will say he was wrong. But while I said, that was funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to HR owner. <laughs> and he went to HR. <laughs> I love it. So when it comes to code switching, like I don't see it as something negative. I see it as uh, a survival trait. Like you can plot me in in front of any group and I'll be able to relate to that group and I'll be able to talk to them and find common ground with them. Uh, it must be all the years that I've had experience as a salesperson is probably maybe why I feel like that. But I feel like, yeah, I talk a certain way in front of my parents then it's, and it's different than the way I talk to you guys. Um, I talk in then different than when I'm on my Monday conference calls and A, I talk different than when I'm in front of my team than when I'm in front of my, you know, my bosses or in front of VPs. Um, so I'm constantly kind of switching how I talk to them. I'm always being myself. I just use different words um, just to communicate because I'm not going to say the same things I say on this podcast. I'm not going to say them to my parents because it's not going to fall the same. You know, you don't call your um, parents the N word. 
No, no. Well, I've been here a couple times. A couple times. I'm like, Dad, you're acting like such an N-word. Hey, I'm laughing at both of these dudes that said N-word. <laughs> hey, I don't want no dreadhead cowboy riding. <laughs> but yeah, no. So cool. carry, but I got a gun. Yeah. Uh, code switching shouldn't be something you should be em embarrassed about. It's a survival trait because not a lot of people can do it effectively. And if you can, bravo, bravo. You should be I, celebrated. I don't, I don't think it's, it's, I mean, like I said, it all depends on who you are. If I had the HR guy, the HR guy at my job came in and I, it doesn't, I don't know, I don't see it as negative or it's just who you are. Like mm -hmm. some people just, this is who they are. Some people are better at Playing the game. Or, or listen, when you're doing business, it's business, right? You can't come in the fucking business place and start mm -hmm. calling people niggas. I get it. It's business at that point. You're trying to handle your business, handle your money for yourself and for the company. So I don't know this. Everybody should know how to be professional at a job. I wouldn't even call it code switching. Hey, I'm just being professional. I don't think you're trying to be. Back to, back to the female. The, I'm sorry, I said female. Back to women. Hold on, like, say it again. How you say? To women in the workplace, do you feel like that you ever switch up in how you speak to women as opposed to how you speak to men? Uh, I, for the most part, I didn't. I have when I was trying to fuck them, but so outside that, of that, is that any woman or is it just black women? Because I do notice this, like if, if I go into a place, especially with the people I work with, it's one way they talk to. Uh, a white woman in charge and the way they talk to a black woman in charge. That I, that I noticed. I've seen, I've seen, or from a grand scale of things, I've seen people don't respect women in charge, period. Because niggas feel like it's a man's world and they should be over them at, at all times. And, how do, and you, how do you actually see that? What do you see? You talking about me? What do I see? Yeah, you say you see people not taking women in charge serious like what do you see how do you see them doing it they just don't and because because men usually feel like they like locker room talk you just hear it when when we're amongst each other and how they feel about certain people that sounds like just, you say grab them by the pussy that's what it sounds like <laughs> it, it, that's it, what it, i got it, it can it can it can it, it, i have heard things get to that point but it it it's just how a lot of niggas are programmed. That they, they do. you, they, do you they, feel they like we're programmed to like disrespect black women? Who? Like as black men, are we kind of programmed to disrespect no. black women? No, I wouldn't go that far. I, I do. Uh, I I notice this. Like I said, I'm, the job I work, I deal with a lot of people, and for the most part. Hey, you know, it's like 50% of the time, it's a woman in charge. And if I go out with somebody, you know, one of the guys that work underneath me, if I go out with them, I notice that they do treat those black women different, that they do, especially if she's an attractive black woman, that they do want to flirt and act like, listen, you're here, be professional. Like I said, I wouldn't call being professional code switching. If you're here, be professional and treat her as she's the boss of that. She didn't just get it for no reason that she earned her position and treat her that way. But I do notice that a lot of guys try to hit on them or flirt with them. Come in, hey, how you doing? What you need me to do and get out of there. 
Like they're not yeah, good I, for your uh for you to hit on them. I've 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 worked with hella attractive women at work, and I've only fucked one of them. Like I've only treated one differently. That was the one I end up dating. So everybody you else differently. I, why? How? Because you banged because them. I, yeah, because I was trying to fuck. I gave you this road dick. Come here, Shorty. Shorty. I do think men are programmed. I do think men are programmed to disrespect women. Really? I think all men. In what way? And just the way we we the way we don't treat them as equals, the way uh, in society how we go about. Uh, just okay. Just take the example that Esquire was just saying. You know, they go in, they see a woman uh, that's uh, the same race as them, and all of a sudden they decide that that woman. It's okay for me to flirt with that woman. It's okay for me to not take her position seriously. Uh, but if it was a woman of another race, uh, they would they would be professional with it. That in your head, you're already saying a person that does that is, a, is saying, because this woman is like me, I don't need to treat her. She's not uh, of, as a, she's not a value as a woman of another race. So immediately, sub, conscious, subconsciously, Are we they're about making black women or just women, period. Well, I think I, I think it's well, a person for, for us. What I see is when I, because I got a lot of, like I said, my you know, black guys and Hispanic guys at work uh, underneath me. When, and then, quite frankly, I'm just be honest with you. When I see the black guys do that to the women, uh -huh. my first thought is I want to fire them. Yeah. Because at the same time, because most of the time, the places they're working at are places that need what the service that we provide. And mm -hmm. when I see that, because they're a black woman, also that means, because if you're always trying to talk to her, you're not in there doing the job for the rest of the people, you know, that, that we're servicing in that facility. So in my mind, I want to fire you right away. Like head off the top. I want well, to get I, you I, see, I don't think it's a I don't think it's just a black man, black woman thing. I think it's a man thing. I think it's men, because if you go to other races too, you're gonna see the same exact thing, how they act to someone who mirrors what they look like as opposed to someone who is of a different race. So and then so I you, believe that too. I believe what you're saying. My thing is I think that black women are looking at it from the perspective of you're black too. Why you don't have my back? Why exactly. You're not backing me in this in this situation. You know the struggle. You know where we from. How come you ain't helping? And that's you my have point. A black like, that's my point. That's my point. Earlier, like we're all we're all we're all fighting some type of suffering. We're we're all on the same team of being mistreated. And I want to be able to get to a place where it's not with our backs against a wall. With oh. Not, Huh? With our backs up against the wall, against our own. Yeah, without, without like black women being on our side and vice versa. Like that, that's, that's nuts to me. Well, I'm going, what, what, back to that, going back to that ice cube thing, he says that to him, like, hey, help me out. Write this for me. You know, and, and the sister, like, Joy, I guess that's what it was, was kind of like, well, you don't want to put yourself out there. You should write it. Like, how, you know, how you want a black man to write? You can't have it both ways. So, but you also, you got to think about that source, this argument that just went on. Who are these people that were having this argument with Ice Cube? Exactly. 
Look at the source. They're reality TV stars who just, their whole career is based off of drama. So you can't take, that's all show. That, don't, don't belittle them. Don't belittle them. Oh, I'm gonna say their up. names. Say I'll, their names. I will tell you straight up that all those females on the oh, Fox show. Oh, he said show, the F word. He said the F word. All the females on the Fox show. He said it twice. Called Fox Soul, whatever it is, which to me that's that was that's a degrading name. I think they even it's a patronizing name, I should say. Um, it is all for show. It's all for show. Now there's certain women, there's real women out Ooh. there affecting real change. We're about and, to be canceled, fellas. Okay. <laughs> Ain't the first time, won't be the last, right? There's real women out there affecting real change. Either you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And I'm really surprised to hear some of the opinions though I'm hearing on this because when we're off air or we're just on text, it sounds like your opinions are completely different. Your, <laughs> like your real honest opinions that come out are completely different than like, dude, you are one of the most, the biggest misogynists I know. Right? <laughs> yes. Wow. Dude, and you're on this show right now talking about, oh, I think, you know, our back's against the wall. We all need to be together. And He's cold switching. He's cold yeah, switching. I'm, like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Dude. This isn't the guy who sends these texts about these goddamn women. I ain't paid for that yacht, blah, blah, blah. All those oh, well, right yeah, there. stop, stop. Right, right, right. Dude, dude you be going off. You give the women a hard time, dude. You give them I a do. hard time. I, I do. And, and you're not giving them that. a hard time now. Right now, it's like you're backpedaling on all that. Be real. It's Be not, what it, you really it, feel. It's not backpedaling. It's, it's what the conversation calls for. We're, we're not talking about that right now. What, what are you, what are you, I'm not, I'm not bashing women 24 seven. I don't hate women. So when it's time to hold women accountable, I will. When it's time to hold niggas accountable, I will. Like, closer, closer <laughs> to not, eight, I, I don't know. Closer to 18.5, not 24-7, 18.5. Exactly, because we can go through that timeline and man, you're bashing women a whole lot, uh. a whole lot. And, and, and Styles is laughing because he knows I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I, I am gonna bash those women on, on Fox, so the, the one, like, listen, I don't think- Those Ice females, Cube, you're gonna bash them? Um, those women, those, uh, <laughs> You're about to get me caught up. Hey, but I, I will say this. Ice Cube didn't write this contract with Black America by himself. He had, you know, people help him out, people that know uh, economics and things like that. So when I hear those uh, women kind of go off on him, because he's just asking for, hey, basically he said I shouldn't write this. I need help writing that part. It's not doing enough. It's not doing enough for Black women, but we all in this together, and they start going off on him. I agree with you, Puerto Rico. Okay, these are just women that's on no disrespect for what they do and how they're eating and how they're feeding their family. But at the same time, I don't want those women writing anything for black contract with Black America. I want some educated people, some uh, people that knows about the economy and economics, and and smarter than what I am. Not that those ladies are not smarter than me, but they're not much smarter than me. I need some geniuses writing this out for me. Well, you want experts in the field, right? You want yeah. people that are experts in their field to and to, to look at it and to write something 
that has is based on facts. It's based on some kind of logic, right? Correct. That's what and, you and, want. You don't want. I don't want entertainers. I don't want celebrities being the one that uh, to write these contracts up. And and that's the way it should be. It should be experts in the field, man. The problem is, is that's not the society that we're in now. Like the celebrities kind of control everything. Since when I even since Donald Trump got in office, but it's like everybody looks to celebrities for their opinion, as opposed to looking to people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about, like Dr. Fauci, or like uh, like we was talking about how you look today, like Michael Eric Dyson, <laughs> that like actually intelligent and you can get uh, what you need from in order to make some change. That's not who we listen to. We listen to, to Diddy. We listen to Ice Cube. We talked well, about Ice Cube the last three episodes. Like what the yeah. fuck? Well, and at that point, then let us write the shit. I got some opinions how we should treat sisters. Remember, every baby, you get $150,000. For every kid. This sounds like another Ronald Reagan ice yeah. cube thing. <laughs> He's going on another Take skit, everyone. Skit alert. Skit alert. I'm here for my sisters. Keep on having them black kids so we can take over. Two hundred thousand for every black baby born. Why are you talking like that? That's my brother right That's my that's my black uh, that's my black leader talk. <laughs> <laughs> Food stamp for all all nigga babies. <laughs> so what is that? Extra so, cheese on our hot chips. <laughs> <laughs> So what is the anger do you do you feel is what is the anger between black men and black women? Uh, my my thought is we <laughs> are first of all are you angry with each other? I, I'm not angry with anybody. I'm not angry with anybody. But I I tell you what my thought is. I am. Some sometimes I look at I look at us black men and black women and I see um we're trying to fight each other not to be on the bottom. The only person that's on the bottom with us is a black woman. So we want to be a little bit above them. Like that's, we're not even trying to be above white people no more. Like you want to be above the people just above us. So that's why we go at each other. It's a silliness. Like, come on, we, we fight each other to be on the bottom. Nobody want to be in last, to be in last place. That's silly. And then, and then after that, after after we fight each other, then we go at the Mexicans, and then we go at the Puerto Ricans and all that. Like like this silliness, and that and that's it's just dumb. Like hey, let's all get to the top together. And even even in that Ice Cube thing, he's kind of like he says that like hey, aren't we all black? And that's not this contract is not just for black men. And I also heard him say hey, we're not doing enough for black women. We need help with this. Mm-hmm. And but for us, we'll try to be like hey. Let them be on the bottom. Let the black women be on the bottom. And then the black women, like, let the black men be on the bottom. Like, that's what we want. We don't even want to get to the top. We just don't want to be at the bottom. I, I, I think men and women will never be equal, unfortunately. Okay. Why is that? Because it, it's just, it is what it is. Like, even look, why is, why is there different categories for actresses and, and actors? Like it, it, we're all, we're all, they're all actors. What, what make, why, why separate the two? Well, why is, a lot why? of this stuff is just stuff that's been a patriarchy in, mm-hmm. in the world forever. 
So we just carrying it on from, you know, 100 years ago or 200 years ago. I, I think there is a reason, I mean, for that. At least I could say economically there's a reason between actresses and, and actors. And it's not much different than the WNBA and the NBA. It's like, hey. I was getting, these, I was getting to that. Like, what's the difference? But because if these actors are bringing in more money, there's a number associated. So if these actors are bringing in more money than the actress, then I, I can see that like, economically. Hey, he gets more money now. I don't agree with it because I'm, I'm sure there's a woman that that's that making doesn't. more money, and that, that happens even with race. Like I'm sure that a Hispanic actress, Salman Hayek, might not be but making that, more money but, than a white money actress. Doesn't, money doesn't equate to talent, though. But the talent is proven I, by the the talent is proven by the numbers. I mean, the numbers got to add up. I don't like, think yeah, you rock, might be a better actress. I don't think your, The Rock is movies, a better actor than Viola Davis. Of course not, but the but rock, he has the box office. He brings right. in the money. He brings in the money. But is the, the Rock money. getting nominated for Actor of the Year at the Oscars? No, yeah, but the, but his movie making two hundred million. But, but that's but that's my point. Like, why are we separating the two? But well, that's an economic thing. That's an economic. And, thing. and what you're looking at, it's actually it's just the reason why one of the reasons why they're separated is it gives them the opportunity to give more awards out in. Um, especially back in the day when the Oscars was made, which was back in the early 20th century. Um, that's, it just gives them the opportunity to, uh, it's to something else to promote. So that's like all that. it is. Well, that's like I putting, mean, that's like putting black in front of it. Best black actor. Like what? I'm just an actor. Like that yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But I mean, the society isn't there yet. Like, like you said, we have the WNBA and we have the NBA. We have women's soccer and we have men's soccer. It's just completely different things. And some okay. of those things, like even like, like they do have a point when they talk about how the sports are separated as far as their pay. Like nobody watches the WNBA, to be frank. They watch the NBA. But with the soccer, I watch women's soccer over men's soccer if I'm watching soccer like the United States. I watch women's tennis Pervert. over men's tennis. Mm. I guess they're better. Like yeah. the <laughs> soccer team is just better than the, yeah. in the United States. So yep. those people should be getting paid more than the than the men, but they don't. So that's mm -hmm. where the discrepancy lies. It's like, I guess sometimes black women are like, I'm in the workplace. I'm doing the same job that you're doing, but I'm paid, you know, 33 cents less than you are for doing the same job. And I and think black trash. women sometimes are stepping up saying like, hey, how can you not back at me? I'm backing you with Black Lives Matter and, and you know, mass incarceration and how we get pulled over by the police. I'm backing you on this. How come you ain't backing me on my pay? Hey, let me ask y'all uh, something, especially uh, more Chateau night in, uh, in Puerto Rico, because y'all in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the industry of uh, uh, business, business industry. How does that happen that a job gets posted for, uh, I don't know, whatever position, and a woman gets the job? How do they give her less money? The job pays a hundred thousand. How does she only get seventy five thousand? Because that's how, what she's offered. She's offered less than you would do her male counterpart. Whenever you go into a job interview or whatever they're posting about the job, whatever they're posting that the job it pays, that's not what they're. That's not really what the job pays. It, it pays that, but if you go in and uh, you do a good oh, job, you, you, can, you can get more. You have to ask for more. The problem is with women 
and with me, uh, with uh, minority men, women or female, both, um, whichever you feel like. Um, and the problem is that we have we have grown, we have been raised through the system to uh, to be to consider ourselves when we get and put in that position. Um, you know what? I won't speak for everyone else. I'll speak for myself. I was raised that like the teacher is right. You respect the teacher. You, you know, whatever the teacher says, she is correct. Or when older people speak, they are correct. You have to have a reverence for them and, and, and respect them. So a lot of Who do that you shut up talk- for? Huh? Who do you shut up for basically? Yeah, basically. So um, when you go into an interview, um, we carry a lot of that that we're raised with. And especially when I was younger, I would go in an interview and what they were offering me, I always felt, okay, that is the fair amount. That's what I have to take because that's what's being offered. But as I got older, I learned, oh no, whatever they're offering, that's just the first you know, salvo being sent out. I can, I can come back. It's not disrespectful if I come back and say, no, I want 25K more or I need this to make the change. You just got to ask for it. And uh, we're learning that and we're getting better at it, but still have a long way to go with it. But the other problem that you run into when you're dealing with women, though, is that they've been lowballed and they're being lowballed by everybody. So if they're in a specific industry and they go in for interviews, they're getting the same lowball from all of those bosses because all of them feel like they can pay them 35 cents less than a male counterpart. Yeah. And with with websites now like Glassdoor, uh, you're able to see more the disparity and you're seeing what more companies are, you have more information to do your research. So just do your research before you take an offer, before you go on the interview, do your research. So you know what your value is. You gotta know what your but value so, but is. But see, a lot of these jobs though are not jobs that are like that though. Like some of these jobs that we're talking about are like hourly rate jobs. And when you got a job that you're in an hourly rate, you're either gonna take that hourly rate or you're gonna move on to the next place to try to take that hourly rate, which is probably the same thing. So if you come in, they say that you're gonna make eight fifty an hour doing whatever the fuck it is that you're going to do. The next company might say you're going to make 850 an hour too. Then the next company tells you you're making 850 an hour. So then what you're going to do, you need a job. So you're going to take the 850 an hour. Even if it's less than what a, what a guy is going to get paid. My yeah, wife I'm, not, I'm not judging them because they take it because it's less. I'm just saying that that's the situation. You got to ask for more. Right. All they, all they can tell you is no. That's all they can say is no. And if you come back and you and you ask for more, you're proving that you have a value of your own sense of self worth. Yeah, my, my wife a few years ago applied for a job, and I you know, I don't know how processes work anymore, but she goes in, does the interview, does a second interview. They, she said they write a number of the, how much you know to offer her on a piece of paper. And I always want to do to, that. I always want to do that and push it over to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's, she writes basically $25,000 more and push it back. And they were like, well, let me see if we can meet this number. And, you know, of course she didn't get that job, but she, you know, her thing's like, no, if you want me to do all this work, you want me to start this off from scratch, this is what it's going to take. If there's I always wanted to do I... that. And I, and I want to put fuck you on the piece of paper though. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever met anyone that uh, knows their value and their self-worth, it's your wife, Esquire. Because she won't, she's not going to take a penny less than she, what she feels she deserves. And she's always constantly pushing for it. I actually admire that a lot about her. Yeah, that's what I should do. I should just fucking quit my job. Like, fuck y'all. You've been selling that shit since 
2017. Here's the thing. When I was younger, I had to do it for my kids. Like, listen, I can't let them. I can't let my kids be like, oh, no Christmas this year because fuck that. Like, no, sometimes you got to take one. But now that I'm older, uh, I, listen, don't be that surprised. I'm just like, I don't need this shit no more. I, you know what, Esquire? I think you ever see Shawshank Redemption? Uh-huh. You've been institutionalized at this point. Uh, no. I don't I, think, I, dude, you've been talking about over 10 years leaving the job. Hey, my yeah. first day I, on the job, you told me that. Yeah. Hey, listen. You better hurry up and get out of here. Hey, listen. I got a little bit of FU money now. I can say, fuck y'all. I didn't have FU money. Now, eh, I got some FU money. Now, any given day. Right, honestly, right now, my job is a lot easier for me because I'm almost like, fuck it. I just, you know, a six-hour day for me, seven-hour day. I'm not working as hard as I used to because I'm like, hey, hey I can't. They don't expect that from nobody. They, they talk it, but they don't want that. Now, now back to- is come, uh, come January 1st, I'll get that call. Yeah, man, I'm putting in for in May. I'm leaving in May. I don't care what happens. Yeah. Like I said, at, at, at one point, I got F you money now. I'd be like, fuck y'all. I got fuck you money. AKA Esquire is rich. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got enough money to right. pay off my crib. Fuck y'all. I'm out of here. Uh, but back to, back to uh, the thing about the black women and black men. Um, one thing, I'm not going to say who. Uh, but somebody on this podcast said that black women are always angry on the thread. Can we uh, talk about that? Do you think black women are angry? That's why black men and black women don't get along? Because I, I, I hear this a lot. I hear this a lot. You, nigga. <laughs> 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 well, well actually, actually, Styles says that about you. That you say that black women are angry. I never said. Yeah, you, you said <laughs> wait, that. What? I never. I never said wait, that. Wait, wait. Styles didn't say that. Hell no, we never. Wait, I, I got it right here. Hold up, hold up, nigga. Hold up. I don't even. I don't even talk like that. I never said that. <laughs> yeah, read the text. Yeah, read that text. That's probably right. That text probably right next to that Ronald Reagan text. I think I know what you're talking about. I think you sent that. <laughs> That's right next to the Ronald Reagan skit. <laughs> But but yeah, um, what 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 uh, what else did we want to touch on? Jules is talking. Well, hold about, on, do you feel do you feel like black women are angry? Like, or do they have a right uh, to be that's angry? The, that's the stereotype they get. I'll say that. That's much. the stere. I think, I think it's not a black woman thing though. I think they get st- stuck with that because yeah. the angry ones, quote unquote, is projected. But niggas are angry too. Yeah. Everybody like we we black that we have reasons, angry. we have Good. we have all we have all reasons to feel the way we feel. So do you feel like because of that, like what I was saying at the beginning, like because we have these reasons to be angry and we don't really have any way to express them? I mean, we do more now with the protesting and things like and burning down targets and shit. But when we didn't have ways to express that, is that what all the fuss is about between us? Is because we don't know how to talk about it. Uh, I think it's a number of things. I think there's a, it's just a disconnect most times. And we just, men and women just translate shit differently. Like we just view things at a different way 
And when the lack of communication is there, it doesn't help our case. So when there's no communication, then you'll get the niggas ain't shit stereotype. The black, they, no, the black women always angry stereotype. Like when there, when there's no real conversations being had, then that's, then, then we get the stereotyping each other. And that, do you feel like and, that you do a good job of, of pulling that out of women? Like when they, when you feel like it might be like an angry black woman type situation, asking them or communicating with them effectively. What do you mean? Like, do you ask them like, well, or say like, hey, it seems like you're upset about whatever this is. Like, what's going on? Is there something else going on behind the scenes? Absolutely. Are you I, with, with, with people I have that kind of, people I have that relationship with, yeah, like what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because I, I was just having this conversation with my brother yesterday. Like, there'll be times where I'll be dealing with a woman and I can tell that she's not like herself uh, on, on, a, on a regular basis where something's wrong with her. And then she just, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And maybe she doesn't want to talk about it. But at the same time, if you don't want to talk about it, don't take it out on me at the same time. Because I can't help you at that point. If you don't want do to you give that le- Do you give her that leeway, though, to sometimes be angry or be acting a different way and say, oh, she's having a bad day? Sometimes, yeah, because everybody has those days. Sometimes you just need that. But you don't think like this, I'm not. Just I'm not gonna like be a bitch? punch. I'm not gonna be a. I, I never called a woman a bitch. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be a punching <laughs> bag all the time, though. Like yeah, I, mean, I would. I mean, I mean, you can't be a punching bag. Like, I, I think a lot of first of all, uh, when you when black people, men and women, are dealing with each other, I think it all should be on a level of relationship. Like, where's your relationship at? If it's the first date, it's one thing not to like somebody or whatever. But if you're in a relationship two, five, 10, 20 years together, you should be able to say, hey, you know what? I'll take this one today. This is not a big deal. You know, this is exactly. not the way she's always yeah. is. But uh, well, hold on one second. I got an exclusive. Uh-oh. Can we drop the bombs, uh, uh, Styles? <laughs> so, exclusive. So hey, next hey, so I put down next show. Why black men and women can't get along. Styles. Jules wanted to talk about why black women are always angry. Exclusive. <laughs> Never said that. <laughs> I guess I, I guess that. I don't get my sarcasm in the t- I need a sarcasm. I knew I absolutely knew that was sarcasm because I've never said that. Yeah, that's sarcasm. <laughs> I, I didn't even take I didn't even take it that way because I knew I knew he was just fucking around. Right, this is this the second time in the show that you sound like uh President Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this locker room talk. talk. I say that locker room. I don't mean it. That's just locker room. Just for the oh my guys. Oh my guys. That's what I say. Just for the thread. But I, for you younger, for you younger, uh, especially black men, for you younger brothers, uh, Styles and, and uh, Jules, give y'all sisters a chance. Don't expect them to be where you think you are. Uh, give them I a chance. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to, I'm not anywhere. I'm not, like, I'm not above. Now, I'm not everybody's, above in a different, everybody's in a different place, always. Like, you don't have to be, you know, just because people evolve. You know, just the way you, just because you're, you know what you know now, you might not know. Listen, I wish I know now, but I knew I don't too. know shit. So, 
that and I want I want people I do not know shit. Like the more and more I I find nigga, you out, you got the, a podcast, nigga. You know everything. The less the less I <laughs> the less I figure out I didn't know I don't know shit. I'm I'm just in this life shit along with everybody else trying to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know Figuring shit. Figuring out every single day. Once you think you know shit, you get, what, you get complacent. <laughs> I think that's what Esquire is saying though. Is like not just for black women and just like people in general. You got to allow for other people to catch up. So where you are mentally and the things that you know at the age that you are doesn't mean that they're supposed to know the same stuff that you know at the same age. Yeah. Like because I'm Zen and feel like ain't nothing gonna bother me at this point. Nigga, that's life. the edibles. That's, not how was, that's the like, edibles kicking in. <laughs> I was yesterday. <laughs> I'm just saying, like stuff that you learn, don't expect everybody to know that shit. Right. Don't, don't jap out on people because they acting, they still acting like you did when you was 25. Hey, that's how I tell them. Like, you don't know that shit, nigga. Here, take this edible. <laughs> Open up your eyes. <laughs> this will help you out. Take this edible, nigga. I got a I got a random question. Uh do y'all feel like the some of the morals that you have, do you feel like you can be hypocrites at times? No, I, I am so pro fucking up. I I I am pro, like listen, just because I know better now. I know I didn't know better. You know, I watch I'd never be a guy like you young people doing this and you young people doing that. I get what you why you do what you do. Because I've been dumb as fuck in my life. So Some I'm might pro- say still are. <laughs> Please believe me, I am. I'm gonna say I second that. <laughs> Petty jealousy. PJ. Petty jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> Just jealous for no fucking reason. But I, I, am pro, I am pro people fucking up. It went like back to this um, a church thing. It used to frustrate me when you go. I used to go to church when I was a kid, and you hear these pastors repenting and all these sins they had, and and now you shouldn't do. Like nigga, I want to fuck up as much as you. Let me fuck up and find out how I fucked up. And you shouldn't do this. Like goddamn, nigga, can I smoke the dope you smoke, man? Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate I hate when parents I hate when parents don't act like they wasn't a kid once. Now, I'm pro. Hey, listen, I, I can tell you, uh, uh, one of my sons one time, I had this talk with him. He's about to be a senior in high school. It's spring break, April. Listen, kid, get out of these people's school. I know your hair going to get big. You're about to be a senior. Just get out of school. Don't mess up. Next week, this nigga gets suspended for smoking weed. And I sit back. Come in the house. My wife is on fire, going off. Go pick him up from school. Go off on him. You know, my first thought was, why you ain't, why, why you ain't run? <laughs> Not why you smoke weed. Listen, you see that why teacher coming at you? Yeah. Why you get caught? You better break out. You break out. You run from that teacher. You call me and say, Dad, I fucked up. Can you tell these people I wasn't at school today? And guess what? I would have. I understand what it is to fuck up. I understand what it is to make mistakes. This life ain't perfect. This shit is hard as fuck. Let people have the right to fuck up. But at some point, the older you get, especially let young people have the right to fuck up. But at some point, you can't be 40 and still standing on the corner fucking up. You can't be 40. See, that's, that's, where, that's where I might be a little hypocritical. Cause, Cause, at some point, I'm like, nigga, you too old to be doing the same shit. You too, you 50 years old, or you 45 years old, and you do dumb shit. If you're 25, 
I have a lot of patience because I'm right. like, okay, let me let me explain to you. This ain't how you should do this. This is how you should carry yourself. Blah blah blah. Up to you whether you want to do that or not. I just throw my advice out there. When you forty, when you say, when you older than I am, and you're doing shit like that, I have no patience for that. Right. At some point, yeah, at some point you should mature and get better. And you want to get better. As black people, we should always try to get better. We shouldn't be doing the same shit. We shouldn't be out here hustling at 40 years old. Hey, the young guy want to hustle? I'm not, listen, I can't say. I don't know people that were 17, 18, 19, hustling to eat, to live. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. But you should have the right to fuck up. Hey, the one thing I say in this society that fucks us over, black people are treated as adults more, kids are treated as adults more than white kids. White kids can fuck up and be in college and fucking smack a on their ass and doing that. Black kids go to jail for that shit. Mm-hmm. True. So and, and I will tell you as a young guy, maneuver better. <laughs> don't get caught. Like I told my son, don't get caught when you fuck up because they're going to hit you with the book. My son was an A student. They they told me they about to expel him for smoking weed. Like kick him out of school. Straight A student. Only time you ever been in trouble. You think a white kid getting kicked out for smoking weed? Get the fuck out of here. My my uh hypocritical spot is I don't I don't fuck with kid play. Like you like kid you, play like like look like uh Chi-Town Knight kid play like house like house party kid play? house party no, house party no, was like, good. <laughs> Like like touching kids, like oh yeah, man, kids, yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't fuck with that. Like I I will have a murder in my circle before I have a nigga that touch kids in mine. So I, I don't I, I got a nephew, man. Listen, I bail a dude out for murder before I bail a dude out for like raping women. I'm not bailing yeah. you out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not giving you out but, of jail for that. But, it might be a like, good reason to kill somebody. I don't I don't listen to R. Kelly. I, 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 I didn't I didn't listen to R. Kelly prior to all this shit or to people rediscovering I didn't listen to him like that. But him fucking with kids, all right, cool. But you said cool. That thriller come on, <laughs> that thriller come on is like fuck them kids. Like <laughs> I'm moonwalking. Hey man, Michael Jackson ain't <laughs> touching kids, man. Yeah. Michael Jackson ain't touched them kids, man. I wholeheartedly believe he did. But yet, I no, still I enjoy his music. I'm, I'm tell you why I don't think he did. All these people, with R. Kelly, people trying to see R. Kelly in jail right now. Listen, you molest my kid. I'm not taking no lawsuit money. At that point, that's you're the pimp. You though. But that's most, that should be most people. Like, I can't you be can't, you can't, like you can't. You can't expect you from other people. You can't expect people to be built like Listen, you. Listen, my son asshole ain't for sale, nigga. Get the fuck well, out of here. Other parents, it is. Get the fuck out of here. And I wholeheartedly believe you touched it. He had a whole house built for kids. Yeah, I think he's a weirdo. But I just can't think if there's 20 parents, one of them got to say, my kid asshole ain't for sale. Like one. One? Not one. Yeah, Michael, Not one. It, that money is long. Listen, why can't you get both? Why can't you get that nigga in jail and the money? What, uh, one of them. One any of man them. That, any man that honors money like that is a dishonorable man but not, not one not one hey raise your hands who, who would take that money of y'all kids asshole hey, anybody gonna do that it gotta, it gotta be one i'm not trying to mean kids accuse them of this it was a decent amount 15 20 
It was enough. Not one. Not one. Say, listen, nigga, you're going to jail. Michael Jackson money ain't that fucking long. Oh, yeah, it is. He, that nigga owns the Beatles uh, catalog. It, I was about to say that. He owns the Beatles catalog. <laughs> That's some long money, man. Yeah, why, why, can't you, why can't you get both? Why couldn't you get his money and put him in jail? I may, I'm just, maybe I'll be there one day, but I, I don't know. Where I can like stop listening. I'm like I know he touched those kids. I, I wholeheartedly believe he did. But... But you, know, said, you can't separate the you can't separate the person from the art. Usually, most times, but not when it's when it's that flavor, though. Not when it's Michael Jackson, nigga. That nigga made Thriller. It's too, Thriller it, 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 it's too it's too flagrant to play that. Nigga, you know line. you know you stay up late to watch Friday night videos to see Thriller, nigga. That nigga ain't touched them kids. I seen Thriller, nigga. That shit is fucking. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, I think he's going into another skit, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Y'all stayed up on y'all too young for this, but Friday night uh videos, only time yeah. you get to see okay. videos back in the day. Well, the I, I had B I had B T uncut. <laughs> yeah, we had B uh, after... tip drill. Yeah, that's tip way drill. before that. Yeah. Tip drill and pussy now, yeah, like, tip drill, like, yeah, Nelly, I would have believed that shit. <laughs> Mike, no. I, I just I just think that would be weird that all these parents just say, give me the money. Fuck my kid, give me the money. Like, fuck that. See, I think you can separate, like, the person from the art form. Like, I, I, I can still listen to Michael Jackson. I don't, I don't stream R. Kelly music because I don't want him getting the money from the stream, but I got you know, R. Kelly stuff that I downloaded that I'll listen to still every once in a while. I watch the Cosby show if it come on. Like, I can separate the art from the person, but you separate the art from the person. As soon as you see it, you're like, I can't fuck with this nigga no more. I don't... I don't uh, I think the music, is, the music is too... Uh, yeah, the music is just too good. That makes me a fucking hypocrite, because I don't... I don't fuck with kid play, but... Hey, I'm, I'm Bill Jackson is my exception, I guess. I'm from, I'm from the projects, and it's something my father always told me. Listen, a lot of my brothers and my brother friends, they used to gangbang, they were killers, they would go to jail, drug dealers. If the niggas treat that's with respect, then you respect them on that level. That's all I can say. Like, listen, I hate to say it this way, R. Kelly ain't never touched nobody I know. Same thing, so I'm not gonna go out my way to delete shit. Listen, at, at that point, I would never fuck with a president. Like the president's still the president. You still got to vote in the election. All this shit is still, you know, going on. I I, I don't go that far and think that deep. So and if he, if he really did hurt. touch somebody you knew, that would change? Yeah, that would change because it's more personal then. Like, I can't... Listen, everybody got dirt on them. Everybody got dirt. Everybody's not perfect. It's a rough world we live in. If I, if I yeah, got to... What I'm trying to figure out is why, why is it now, since the whole R. Kelly documentary and shit came out, when everybody already knew before that, that he was doing all this stuff. I, I went time. to Kenwood. I know, I know women that he messed with. I know them. People is in the documentary. I know them. But it's we a already different time. all that. It, it, it's the same with old tweets it, it, being brought up and then treated in, with, a, with a 2020 lens. They that, brought that, that shit. Is that why black women say they disrespected? Huh? Is that How part is that of the whole thing? Of, because cause it's like we know about all these things that these guys are doing. And it's not that big of a deal. 
Like R. Kelly was fucking with 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds since he since he started out. And it wasn't that big of a deal because it was a black it wasn't, woman. It, it, it wasn't a big of a deal because he was still making the industry money. I'm talking about to us, to, to the consumer. Well, I, I, even I still, I, even still, he was like back then, yeah, he had those allegations, but that motherfucker just dropped Chocolate Factory. Motherfucker, you think they meant nothing to step to step in the name of love? He was still beneficial to the culture. That's what my point is. When, once, once your benefits run out, fine. Treat him like a nigga. Treat him, treat him like he's not like treat him like he's not R. Kelly anymore. Because you're, well, no you, you're no you're you're no longer serving a purpose at that point. That's serving me. I, I, I can what, tell if, you. what if all the hold on, what if all that time was allegations of him having, you know, sex with underage black women? What if it was black men? Then would that have been different? Had no. Oh, for black, it, for black men, it would have been. For black men, they would have cut that nigga off. What, nigga, why, why, I, all I'm saying is, I think that black women are the most the most disrespected people as it comes to when people take advantage of them, people standing up for them. So, like, if, if these people have all these allegations against them of like raping them, and we're just like, oh well, Cosby's still funny. Uh, Russell Simmons still like, coming I out with good music. Like we Russell don't give Simmons, a fuck. It, it, it's hella people that that condemn Russell Simmons and Bill Cosby, and Bill Cosby was never funny to me. But um, what was I about? To, I just lost my train of thought. Well, I I can, I can say the the one thing why I see why black women are being frustrated. Uh, black women are leading us as black men. I mean, they're going to college more. They're more educated. They start their own business more. So, you know, at some point, as black men, I, I will say this, we probably need to step it up. Like the match they work. Sometimes you got to match other people work and, 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 and be on the same level because they are starting to do more than what we're doing. And I can say they're looking around like, listen, you're eating off of me and you're not supporting me and you're not supporting me. So at some point we do have to step up as black men. I, I will say that. I, I believe that's happening in the in the Latin community as well. Align your uh, effort with your destination. With yeah. uh, uh, Latino women and Latino men, a lot of the women are they're starting to, like you said, get more educated. They're starting to outproduce, and they're becoming the ones. That, you know, they're 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 shouldering their weight. Um, it's time that us as men, we got to shoulder our weight too. And, and some of us do, some of us do, but there's a lot of us that don't, or a lot of us that don't want to see, um, you know, women rise above their, you know, where they're at. And there's a lot of men like that. And you could say all of us right now, all yeah, of us right it. now are for it, but you get men quietly talking and it's just like when you hear the real races come out. Is when, yeah. they, when they're not on, I don't, when they're not on broadcast. I don't, I don't think all people are all of anything. So it will always be like you would never have a hundred percent of people for black women or for black like for it would never be a hundred percent of anything. It will mm -hmm. always be some type of rebellion on that. And, and, and you don't think that a racist is a hundred percent racist? I don't know. You you, you do. missed the point. I I, <laughs> I don't like if we're think all, all white racist, people are racist. You don't think all white people are racist? If, if I I don't think we will all be for this like equality movement. 
you would never get 100% of support of that. That's my point. And, and, and I will say this for, um, you know, sisters, black women, I, I, I don't think that we need to have, you know, your man don't have to be, make as much money as you or have a bigger, uh, better degree than you or have more business as you, but he needs to pull his weight. Whatever y'all decide that weight is. If the weight is even just staying at home watching and raising black kids, if that's his weight, then he needs to pull it. Now, I don't know. Sometimes I see... And you, know, you can't get, doubt him for that. Exactly. exactly. You can't doubt him for that. Right. If right. That's, if that's what he's weight. doing. Right. Yeah. If that's his weight, that's what y'all agree on. Is that yeah. what, as a relationship, what y'all agree on? If this thing is to, hey, I'll pull, a, I'll pull a weight right now while you go to school and get yours, that's what it should be. But we should get that together. If we want to get anywhere, we got to get that together as black men and black women. Same thing with Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. But maybe not so much Puerto Ricans. But Mexicans, yeah. We, not, <laughs> we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta get that together at the end of the Puerto day. Puerto Rico, I got, a, I got a question for you. Where, where, uh, you on Twitter, right? Occasionally, yeah. Like, who do you follow? Like, is it like a Latin community? Like a Latin timeline? Yeah, I, I follow a lot of scholars, Latino scholars, especially. Um, I follow a lot of black scholars. Um, and then I actually like know a Latino scholar. Okay. His name is Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just asking because I, I never see, like, I mean, I see it occasionally, uh-huh. but even like when, when like people retweet stuff, it's just all niggas mostly. Oh, no. Like, I, I follow in, in a lot of like uh, Latino policy forum. Um, and, you know, a lot of things that have to do with, what's going on with, uh, you know, with us and, you know, and uh, especially I love to hear like other, uh, I love to hear Latinas and Latinos, you know, becoming PhDs. Um, I'm always trying to push that, you know, and help trying to help support any Latinos or Latinas that are able to achieve that. And uh, I like to follow the work. He also follows uh, Latinos that kill black dreads. And big booty Latinas. I do. I do. I do like big booty Latinas. I am not going to lie. I, I follow big booty every, uh, every woman. The one thing him and Garoppolo got in common. Yeah. <laughs> my, my point in action because because uh, he, he brought up Bill Cosby just made me think about it. Like when that whole Bill Cosby shit and Art Kelly shit was going down, uh, Styles and uh, Coco, they was oh why, why nobody is talking about Harvey Weinstein though? I'm like fam, like because we're black, <laughs> like black people are gonna we don't care about that what the white people are doing and they're like it's because we we're within our own <laughs> our own shit. So you're yes, within your own bubble. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna care about R. Kelly because it's R. Kelly. He's he's one of us, and same with Bill Cosby. Who the fuck cares about Harvey Weinstein? Fuck him too, but nobody well, you cares. Know what, what's different though is like when it, white people, a white person messes up, and white people don't look at it like, oh, he set the whole movement back for all white men. Right. They don't look at it like that. But black men and Latino men and black women and Latino women and. We look at things like that. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh, fuck this dude. Hey, fucked it up now. Hey, 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 my job, maybe he's had this black dude. He's probably about 300, 350. This dude coming to late into the meeting, 
uh, imagine me coming late with two liter bottle of Coca Cola and a bag of pork skins. I'd be like, oh, look at this nigga. Yeah. Like, you'll never get another black manager. Like this nigga. Hey, just like, like just like the motherfucker in the in the meet, same type of meeting was like uh the successes. This motherfucker said, I made my last child support payment. Yep. And brought oh, out the really? paper and showed the paper. The court paper that it's over. My last child support. That's my success. I was like, the corporate yes. meeting, man. We had a corporate meeting one time, and this, you know, we we finally got a company to have a diversity meeting, try to get a diversity team, and some nigga new to the company. Like, I don't, I don't know why we talking about this right now. Like, nigga, you knew. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And this nigga. Almost had my name. That really felt bad. Like this nigga right now fucking up my name. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those, all those situations, uh, the first thing was like this nigga fucked it up. Yep. For the, all the black people. Yeah. We, we don't hey, honestly, uh, white America that listen to this show, we don't give a fuck about what y'all do. We got our own problem. We trying to get us together. We don't care. We, we only time we care when y'all trying to stop us from getting on. We don't give a fuck about what y'all doing, y'all caring shit. We don't give a fuck. But here's the thing, they don't care either. They don't care what they do. Harvey Weinstein does not represent all white men to them. And the movement isn't set back because of Harvey Weinstein, because of one person that fucked up. They they don't look at it that way. for For black people, you look at every successful black person as a business. He's probably hiring black people He's uh, 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 feeding black families. So anytime that type of stuff, I'm not sure about Bill Cosby might be the oddball. But like, hey, R. Kelly had black bodyguards and black people that worked for him. So that's a, he, their business is within, their, within themselves. You know, we know that Harvey Weinstein ain't hiring, hiring no black people unless he's trying to fuck them. But for us, like, hey, if this dude goes down or he fucked up or, or Russell Simmons fucks up, there's a lot of black people's lives affected by his bullshit. That's why we look at it differently than how we look at white people. Because we know that we know Harvey Weinstein got no niggas on this team. Well, see, I, I tell you, that's one thing that kind of, I guess, shaped the way that I grew up. Like having to be around like a lot of white people all the time was my father always used to tell me, like every time you go out, like always be presentable. Like don't ever go out fucked up or half dressed or whatever it's like that might be the white person to see you that day and now you the black person that they saw and that's how they took all black the people station. forever yep. right hey hey man i, 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 I always look fresh when you leave the house i got man that is my pet peeve mm-hmm. i got some great nieces and uh some great nephews man these niggas come out with their hair nappy i'll be ready to snap off i just sit there like what am I supposed to say? My show, one day I'm just going to bring my clippers, cut all that bullshit off. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit, nigga. You're supposed to stay fresh. Like, be, hey, when you, especially when you're poor, being fresh was everything. Right. Being fresh that's, was That's bad. what my father told me. When we was poting a motherfucker that had very little clothing, very little shoes, whatever. That he shit was like, was make clean. sure your shit is clean. It's Iron, always clean. Ironed yep. out. Man, being fresh is everything. Like selling drugs is about being fresh. Niggas wasn't selling drugs. They wanted to be fresh, not be poor no more. Niggas be walking around. Man, I, I don't even get that type of shit. Niggas walk around with them fucking dirty ass dreads. Like, nigga, put some grease in your shit at least, nigga. God damn. 
But see, I feel like that's even part of that's part of the pressure. Like the part of like part of maybe black people's anger, at least part of my anger is like I gotta represent in every meeting. I gotta represent every, you know, social gathering that's like all these white people and stuff. Like it's always in my mind, in my mind, it's pressure because this I might be the only black representation that they see. And they gonna judge black people based on most of these meetings you are, right? There's I've been in lots of meetings and like like conferences where I am the only Latino there besides right. people working the event. So like, and that is, you know, that is, it can be intimidating sometimes when you walk and, into some of those things like and, that. And you're like, that's not fuck? your job to represent for all. It's not, but I'm telling you what's, what's in your, in our heads though. That's it feels like head. a responsibility. Hey, hey, see, I, I laugh when you guys say that because I used to have that thought. Like at one point, I was the only black supervisor in my job, mm-hmm. and it took me time to evolve to this. Yes, I want to be that nigga. So when y'all fuck up, y'all know that nigga y'all fucked up with. I don't want to be the nigga that want to get along with y'all. I don't want to be the nigga. I used to. I used to. But at some point in my life. I don't want to hold the world of black America or the nice black guy in America. Like, hey, he's different. No, I'm not different. I am yeah, them I'm, niggas. I, yeah, I'm not, I am yeah, them. I think, I'm I think, you, about that. See, I think, yeah, exactly. I think you're looking at it completely different. I, I, I'm looking at it the same way y'all looking at it, that you have to represent. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, but represent like, doesn't mean you have to be the happy guy or the, the nice right. guy but, to but everyone. You, but, you, but you can't be the angry guy either. Yeah, because I be you're angry afraid because you, you I feel be like you'll fuck nigga. it up for somebody else. No, 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 no. I want to be the angry nigga. I want to be that nigga that you can't cross. I want to be that nigga that say, fuck you. I want to be that guy. At some point, I used to, I didn't always want to be that. But now, now in this time of my life, I want to be that nigga. But you're not fuck. that guy. No, I, I am. You want to be that guy, but you're not that guy. Believe, believe me. In certain situations, you are. In certain no, situations, you're I not. I will not. I will not. I refuse at this age of my life and the work I uh-huh. put in at my job, I refuse to let a white boy get one over on me. I want to be I'm on that point now. Like, I will not let a white boy even think he's smarter than me or even at that level because you're the boss. I, I will not let you. I won't get that over on me. I hate it. You know that. I hated teachers that did to me growing up that will pull me to the side and treat me as if I was the, spe- like, I was the magical nigga. Like, oh, you're not like the rest of them. Like, oh, like, you, you think, <laughs> you think I'm not. And, and, and it, it just pisses me off. Like, fam, I, I am all these things. <laughs> like, I can be, I'm just not as wild, but don't treat me like I'm this magical Negro. In, in the right, but that's but that's how sometimes how white people look at us when we're in the, the world of work or in school or whatever the case is. Like, I, I won't forget, we was on, I was on a, a business retreat or whatever, and our VP brought his wife, and we were sitting at the same table with him for dinner. And then he introduced me, and over the course of the night, she was like, you're so well-spoken. And I was like, I that, whenever too. somebody says that, I, hate me, that too. I, I take that as offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, you're yeah. a racist-ass piece of shit. Yeah, and, then, and then she compared me to Barack Obama. I was like, motherfucker. She's like, you look just like Barack Obama. I was like, oh, you just a racist to your core. Like, you I, look I, nothing like Barack Obama. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm like, that's to me, that's how that shit happens. Is like, in my mind, I'm representing, like, this, the room that I was in, it was hundreds of people in the room. It was like maybe six black people in the whole room, and two of them was me and my wife. So I'm like, now I'm representing at this table four black people. And I'm not, I'm not checking it. What did the other four black people look like? 
Kunta Kente. It was just like Kunta Kente, man. And that was your opportunity to show them that you're not Obama. You're Trinidad James. <laughs> <laughs> For my gold friends, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, at this point, I don't want to be. I don't want to listen. I have a hard time understanding who I am. I understand that I'm probably half of my mother and half of my father. I might pray for you one day. Next day, I might shoot at you. But I understand that's exactly who I am, and that's okay. That's exactly who I am. And that's but, okay. But I don't want. I, I guess in my mind, I don't want white people to ever feel like that they're always who they are. They're always the smart white guy who knows everything, because I know you don't. And that part is a fraud to me, because white people in business, they know every fucking thing. They, they think they, 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 hold on. Exactly. But see, but that's what you're projecting onto no, them, no, no, that I'm, they I'm, think I'm, like I'm that. Not, I'm not projecting that. They're projecting it onto me. I know who you are. I know who you are. You're just a fucking cracker who knows a cracker, who knows a cracker that got into this job. <laughs> I know for the most part, that's who you are. I don't project that on me. I know you're a dumbass white man who got lucky because you know somebody. You're not smarter than anybody else, especially any other black. You don't work harder than no black people. You don't work harder than the black person that got his degree, that went to college, that had to fight through this whole system to be where they are. And I won't let that happen no more. Like in my, the younger me, I used to, I, you're right. When I was younger, I used to project that white people are smart people. That was how my mama raised me. White people know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. But the older me understand, you ain't shit. You ain't no better than nobody else that's struggling through this life. But let them tell it, they know everything. They are always right. And let me tell it, you're just a cracker. You bleed just like me. And I will make you bleed. <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> to prove it. Stop it. Stop all that talk and what you know and what you think you know. Stop all that there with me. Go talk to the white boys and tell them that. And a, and a lot of times it's as simple as talking to them in the same manner that they're talking. And just and, and stopping it where it's at. You don't always got to shoot someone. You don't always got to like be, be emotional and everything. If you're, you get emotional about it, that's on you. That's your right to do that. But sometimes it's just you you got to be able to verbally spar with people and you got to be able to talk. Well, well, spar, but but here, here's the thing. When black people spar, it's always come out, you angry. No, my huh? spar is, I'm going to tell you right now, stop it. it might not, I ain't going to curse you. I understand you can't curse people out in business. But uh -huh. sometimes you got to tell them, stop with all that nonsense. Stop with all that. Stop it. I'm not, we're not going to, like I said, I pulled up. Black or white guy, do this. Let me explain something to you. I see the way you're talking to those guys. He telling people to shut the fuck up and all that. Let me, mm -hmm. let me talk to you. Where I'm from, that's a sign of aggression. You can't talk to me like that. That's going to be a problem. Now, like I understand you, my boss. I understand I got to do what you tell me. But to start telling me to shut the fuck up? Oh, no. That's not. <laughs> we can't do that one. <laughs> we, we can't agree on that. And, and guess what? It's still, but it's still always a like way that. to. It's still always a way to approach that in the world of business yeah, and make I, sure I that, your, that your point is a, gets across, but you don't have to be like, hey, you ain't going to talk to me like that, motherfucker. Like, you don't have to say those no, words. I, I didn't curse them out. Way to come across. I didn't curse them out. I just said, I, I can't work under that. Like, we can't work like that. Right. You know, I had the same wrong. conversation when I was in Alsip with the, with the dude that was in Alsip. Hey, he was talking work. to the dude that you saw about the 350-pound dude. 
like any way he felt like. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm not I'm not him, and you're not going to talk to me like that, or I'm not going to be working here. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with the, with the sales guy. Listen, I'm not sure what y'all do over there. You can't come to Chicago. I didn't say, hey, you can't talk to the Hispanic. I didn't make it a racial thing. You don't, that's not professional to me. We all here working together. I got the call and they became racial real fast. Well, right. <laughs> he called me complaining about the guy. Well, well, listen. Well, the It became racial to you, but I didn't present it to him like that. Uh, I, I know what he was doing. I know he was here. He was on some Christopher Columbus shit. It was racial <laughs> on that level. You think you can come down into the city and talk to minorities and treat minorities anyway? I know the Listen, I've been working here enough. I've seen the Christopher Columbus shit come around a long time at this job. But white people always want to come go down. right there. Yeah, yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> hey, 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 let's go to the final thoughts. Let's go to the final thoughts. Yeah, yeah let's get into our final thoughts. Who, who want to go first? I, I'll go first. I just want to say uh, you're welcome to all the uh, black women I defended today. Oh. Huh? That's right. I'm on y'all <laughs> side. I'm on y'all side. I know some of these other people. On this podcast, or not? <laughs> but I got y'all. But I got y'all back, sister. I know y'all wow. working hard. I know y'all working hard to help us out as black men. But uh, give us some time. We'll get it together. We ain't all perfect. To, I will say to counter that, black women, listen to previous shows and what he has said, <laughs> and then come to your own conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> come to your own conclusion on what's where does he stand because uh, a lot of the views that were expressed today are completely new views that I've never heard these gentlemen express before there's a lot of cap in this episode <laughs> yes though, there's been a lot of growth throughout this year I guess because wow oh my God. these guys have these guys have matured their opinion and just it's called just, corona growth. Yeah, 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 I see. I see. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud it, of y'all. It's yeah, not, you it's guys not, have it, come a long way, man. For the lack of better, let's call it growth. But even if it is, why is that not okay? No, I'm not saying I'm I'm cheering you on. No, it's very condescending. No, I'm cheering you on. Like people like to hold you to your whatever word you say, whenever you say it, they want to be make you be married to that shit no matter hey, what. Hey. Hey, hey, you gotta understand, man. Dude, Shakespeare it, it, might have been a Shakespeare might have been a little bit right, man. Puerto Rico don't want to see no niggas grow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you see this is all your own projection. I'm cheering you on. Oh, I'm cheering you on. And with that said, with that said, I'm happy that uh Jules uh grew since Wednesday, because on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> black, black women are always angry. <laughs> God, I don't even talk like that. But uh, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't even want because it 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 is what the conversations present. It wasn't a time to quote unquote shit on black women. It was just it was we were just having an honest conversation, and 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 not to say I speak for black women because I don't, but. I do listen to them and I hear their gripes about certain situations and I try to understand them the best way that I can. And most times they have a gripe and sometimes they don't. And that's when I call them out on this shit. Same way I do with niggas. Niggas are not always right. And I call niggas out just the same. 
Hey, one, one thing we all, I mean, just as black men, uh, first of all, everybody shouldn't be treated equally. You treat people on their own level, you know, just because you're black or white or Hispanic or whatever. You treat everybody as individuals, like how they treat you. But uh, black men, we have to support and grow black women. And, both, and vice versa, vice versa. Both of it goes both ways. Like, if we're going to make it to the top, we got to make it there together. Like, we can't leave. Only, purpose, only people that get left behind are the people who don't want to grow. So we got we to gotta help, you know, we got to support each other. And the black people voting for Trump. Leave them niggas behind. Man, fuck them niggas. We leave their ass behind. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them niggas. 20, hey, I think I see like 20 some percent of black people voting for Trump. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah, there ain't no way. Here's, here's, here's my problem I got with this. I'm not mad you're a black Republican. I just don't understand how black Republicans are not still pro-black. Like, how you don't see that the guys calling for black people and, and uh, the KKK and racist? Like, just because you're sometimes Republican. That shit is, sometimes that shit is a religion to them. But listen, those police don't know you're a Republican. They don't know that. And many people that. have been killed in the name of religion. Yeah. They don't know you're a Republican. They just know you're black. So it's, it's fine to be a Republican. You want to vote for, hey, uh, uh, not being taxed extra money and all that type of stuff that Republicans vote for and this fake family values. That's, that's great. I, I respect all that. If I was rich and I could, and I could save millions of dollars because the Republicans uh, tax rich people less, I might be a Republican. I, I'm still a nigga first. I'm still black first. I still get shot by the police in my nice car first. That's the part that's weird to me. You can be Republican. That's not a big deal. But you don't understand what black people are saying out there? That's, that's weird. Shout out to Tim Scott. He's the only black congressman. This nigga still will be like, well, we got we to gotta clarify what Trump said. You heard what that nigga said? You heard him. He said, stand by. Yeah. What's to clarify? Politician is, is, is all about how you prefer to be lied to. So it is what it is. Let me get off my high, high horse. Go ahead. Who next? Final word. Uh, I get it. I'll go. Um, I, personally, I, I'm happy in, in my personal life as of today. But as a black man, it's hard to uh, Except joy most times because just anything can be waiting around the corner. And with everything that's going on in the world with Nigeria, it well in the States too, it is just a lot of help helplessness that I feel. And a somewhat of a survivor's remorse almost. Because there's just so much bullshit that's happening. And like, I don't even have answers to it. So, you ever think about going and talk to somebody about your your feelings? Like uh, actually doing it, not think about it, but actually say, "Hey, I'm about to go do this today." What do you mean, like therapy? Yeah, right. I thought about it. My sister suggested therapy a few weeks ago to me. I thought about it. I, I've been to therapy before, and it somewhat helped. I just stopped going, but. Yeah, I thought about it. Don't you? Do you have uh, insurance at your job? Yeah, it's trash though. Yeah, but I bet you pay something for therapy. 
it might not be perfect, but you yeah, you're gonna have to spend some money out your but hey, you spend money on uh, bullshit all the time. If you can't spend money on getting yourself fixed, then what's the point? You paying the insurance anyway, so you should go get yourself fixed. That's just my my thought on it. Yeah. yeah but uh yeah, prayers out. And I, I truly I'm not just saying that as a brother, I'm actually like praying for the people in Nigeria. It's fucking terrible. Who else got a final thought? My final thought is, which will be my final thought next week as well, is in 2016 we elected Trump. Future final thoughts. Who's uh, who's in the hood? You, man. You're homeless. <laughs> you sitting in the homeless shelter. <laughs> uh, in 2016, 59.6% of black people voted. Go out and vote. Exercise your right. Even though you don't think it's going to change everything, it does change things. Exercise your right to vote. And don't vote for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 something, something, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but on MSNBC uh, this week, they had a documentary on the uh, Obama photographer. Watch it. Mm -hmm. You can find it. Watch it. It's powerful. On who? On the Obama photographer, the guy that was in charge of taking pictures of Obama while he was in office. He was the same guy that uh, took pictures for Bush and Clinton, too, I think. I think Reagan. I think it was Reagan and Obama. I don't think he's giving even, up. Is he giving up secrets? But he had like three presidents, three or four presidents. He's he just, he just giving you meaning about, hey, this is what was going on at this time. And some pictures you might have seen. and some pictures that I've never seen before. But it's just, listen, no matter how you feel about Obama, good or bad or indifferent, when you see, especially coming from a, a black man, it's powerful. Just seeing a guy that's just a love, more than anything else, it's just being a loving father to me. Like like how you said you don't, you know, you didn't see that or nobody taught you how to be loving and all that. I, I will say this. I learned that probably more from my father-in-law. My father-in-law was a good dude. Didn't raise his voice a lot. He had a lot of kids. He was there for his kids. And it just made me realize you don't have to be a hard rock all the time to get your point across. Like I said, and, and that's why I look at Obama as being, like just being a good dude, more than just being a good parent, a good father. And if you haven't seen that, uh, find it, watch it, and you, you form your own opinion, but that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, Puerto Rico? All right. Um, well, mine's is going to go along the lines of mental health. On Thursday, I um, on Thursday I lost a brother to um, to his fight with life. Uh, he basically took his own life, um, and it was uh, earth shattering because you think you know someone that's happy, that's presenting and living a good life and doing everything um the way they should be and it's what they're presenting to the world but underneath it all it's something completely different so uh just because people are showing you one thing doesn't mean that's exactly what's going on um shouldn't be ashamed to try to reach out and get mental health shouldn't be ashamed to ask anyone for help 
if you need it, if you need someone to talk, you should reach out and talk to someone. Um, suicide is a permanent solution. Um, and that's what my brother did. Um, so it, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been difficult, but you know, I just take solace in the fact that he's at peace, whatever he had going on, he's at peace now. So, uh, anyone, anybody else that needs help, please reach out and get it. Don't wait. Um, it's, it's okay to talk about it. That's it. Uh, struggling, struggling, struggling with that myself. I would just say, I know, especially in times like today, it, you could, in, in, a, in a twisted mind, you can make sense to why the checkout that way. But to that point, I say nobody was ever born to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Man, life, life, life is hard. Everybody want to act like it's, you know, all you got to do is this and all you got to do is that. This shit is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, some people got a little bit more easier than the others, but uh, mentally, you're right. Mentally, you can find a way to not think you got it so easy. But I will say, don't think just because you having a hard time that that no one cares about you. Or that you're alone. You're not alone. Yeah, it's hard. Everybody, you know, some people act like it's not. If you ask me a million times, I'll tell you a million times this shit is hard. Yeah, this shit is hard. And if you can get help, if you think you need help, seek it. Try to find it. Because people want to see you here. And people want to help you get through it. You know, not everybody, but the people that love you will. Because this shit is hard. And just just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind with people uh, when you're talking to people. Every there's a saying in in Spanish: uh, every mind it's his, it's his own world. Is the rough the rough translation translation of it? Uh, but every you know people get so wrapped up in what's going on to them and their problems that they feel they start to drown in their problems, um, and not knowing that everybody else is going through problems as well. And what I see as a problem will not be what you guys see as a problem. So you guys, it just might be something simple. But in my mind, that problem is all-encompassing and it's overwhelming. So just keep that in mind. Everyone thinks differently, and that's okay. Just find help if you need it. Styles? I'll let up with some sports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about some bat flips, man. <laughs> he said, talk the about some bat flips. Mookie bats. Put <laughs> <laughs> some bat flips. <laughs> no, but uh, definitely, you know, going on the, the mental health thing, I do know that, you know, I had a, I have a buddy, um, back back at home. I know he can get into those those spaces where he can get, you know, on that suicidal stuff. So I definitely, you know, I try my best to, you know, reach out to him and make sure he's straight. Cause I know now, especially now, some people can really be going through it um with this quarantine stuff. You can't go out, can't meet people. So you just stuck uh stuck inside, um, stuck in your thoughts. It's, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Uh, so uh, I definitely take that stuff serious, and that's why you know I try to. So I had a, I, I do, ha, I do have a uh, another friend that took his life uh, years ago. So I do definitely take that serious. So make sure 
you know, you reach out to your, your loved ones and your good friends and all that to always make sure you check up on them, especially now. With all, it's a lot going on out here. So definitely always make sure you're checking in on your people. Making sure they're good. Any, anybody else got anything else to say? Nope, I don't want to end it on a, uh, on a down note like that, so I will say this. Fuck Jimmy Butler. Unnecessarily. <laughs> now I'm looking crying. Black on black hate. Uh-huh, there you go. It's all love, though, right? <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It's all love, hey. but fuck him. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I guarantee you, uh, soon that nigga got out the bubble, his family told him the same thing. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. To the listeners, next week is going to be must-see, must-tune must in. Should be interesting. All right, that's, that's nice. That's nice to So on that yeah. note, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 23 of the Illogic Podcast. Uh, we are, you're able to hear us everywhere. I Watch uh, that, watch that, watch that shit be trash now that I hyped it up. <laughs> <laughs> what a nigga cancel. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope, I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. I'm waiting for the, the final confirmation. But yeah, we we can be here, uh, heard on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Continue to like, share. Uh, we need Black some comments. We need some more comments. Uh, you know, hit us with some comments on your on the page, on the podcast pages. Uh, give us some reviews. Uh, so keep supporting. We appreciate everything. Shit, I don't need no more comments. I'll get comments in real life. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, 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 next week, can you, uh, well, one of the, yeah, next week, share the comments that you're getting so we can uh, let everybody hear the, the shit. Yeah. We should, yeah, we could definitely do that. So, Jules, you can make sure you have that ready next week. So uh, on that note, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 23 of the Illogic Podcast, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace.